MSW Media. Thanks to Splendid Spoon for supporting the Daily Beans. Splendid Spoon sends delicious plant-based meals and snacks designed to fit into your busy schedule instead of taking time out of it. Go to SplendidSpoon.com slash Daily Beans for $50 off your first box when you subscribe to the Breakfast, Lunch, and Reset Plan or the Breakfast, Lunch, Dinner, and Reset Plan. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, June 17th, 2022. Today, I attended the January 6th committee hearing and I will tell you what I saw, including the breaking news that John Eastman asked for a pardon. The January 6th committee has confirmed they have sent a letter to Ginny Thomas asking for her testimony. And the Department of Justice has sent an urgent letter to the committee asking them for transcripts as well. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hi, Dana. How are you? I am good. I, I mean, all of these news stories that we're about to tell our listeners, there's there's good gems in here. Things are ramping up. Yeah, there's a lot of, of criminal culpability in, in what happened today in the hearing room. I'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, no interview today. We're going to go straight into the good news because we need it. And uh, I, you know, I just got back to the to the hotel from there and, and I'm going to tell everybody about what I saw. It was, um, well, you know what? Let's just hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. So as you all know, I was there today in the hearing room in the Cannon Building. I got to see the staircases and tunnels that Loudermilk's recon tour group took photos of. Officer Harry Dunn took me around and showed me those things. I saw the gold eagle sconce that Loudermilk claims people were taking photographs of. It wasn't the tunnels and the staircase where the the members were evacuated from on January 6th. It was the golden eagle sconce that they were taking photos of. And I, I really think it gets lost on people how close together all those buildings are. And, you know, this sort of parsing things out with Loudermilk saying, I didn't give a tour of the Capitol. I gave a tour of the Capitol complex. And, and trying to say that that exonerates him from anything is just absolutely ridiculous and irredeemable. But today in the hearing room, there were three standout moments and and you probably couldn't see this on TV, but there were these moments where everyone in the room gasped and looked at each other, looked around like, whoa. And uh, I'll tell you about those three moments, uh, including myself. I was like, holy shit. The first was when the committee revealed that one of the Proud Boys, who is a confidential informant, Dana, who's cooperating, yeah, had told the FBI that if the Proud Boys had found Mike Pence that day on January 6th, they would have killed him. I'm sure that elicited a reaction in the room, a gasp for sure. Yeah, they would have killed him. And you should have seen Mark Jacob, who is, you know, one of the people, one of the men who testified today, Pence's top aide there, uh, just taken aback, did not know that, also did not know that when Pence was evacuated from from his office to the loading dock, that he was only about 40 feet away from the mob. And, you know, Mark Jacobs said he could hear the din, but he didn't realize until that moment how close they were and how much peril Mike Pence was in. The second thing that took everybody by surprise was this draft letter from Eastman where he's making comments on, an, on, a, on a plan. And in this draft letter was sent to the president Donald Trump, former president, where he told Donald in no uncertain terms that his plot to throw out electors was fucking illegal. He said he said of the 12th Amendment, nowhere does it suggest that the president of the Senate 
gets to make the determination on his own. The president of the Senate is the vice president. But the final gasp from the attendees, the biggest one of the hearing, came when the breaking news of the day dropped. And that is that Eastman had emailed Rudy Giuliani and said, quote, third, I've decided I should be on the pardon list if that is still in the works. Now, that email, first of all, indicates that there's a pardon list in the work. That would be the first thing. Yep. <laughs> and not two hours after Hirschman, you know, the guy with the Fifty Shades of Grey panda and the justice bat in his background. What? Yes. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that painting is fe- featured in the film of Fifty Shades of Grey. I, and he has a justice bat. That seems, hmm, I don't know what Hirschman is doing. But th- that he sent that not two hours after Hirschman told him to get a good fucking criminal defense attorney. That's when Eastman asked for a pardon. That is pure, unadulterated consciousness of guilt. And I will be surprised if he is not indicted. Here's how Kyle Cheney put it, who I got to meet in person today, by the way. He put it this way for Politico. He says, dazed after he mounted a failed attempt to pressure Vice President Pence to overturn the 2020 election, attorney John Eastman asked Rudy Giuliani to help him get on Donald Trump's list for a presidential pardon, according to an email revealed by the January 6th Select Committee on Thursday. Again, he says, I've decided I should be on the pardon list if that's still in the works. Eastman never got a pardon, but the select committee highlighted the exchange as it underscored evidence. It said suggests Trump and Eastman committed a criminal conspiracy to keep Trump in power despite losing the election to President Joe Biden and knowing he lost the election to President Joe Biden. The pardon request was the culmination of Eastman's month long attempt to pressure Pence to single handedly block Biden's electoral votes. A federal judge has called the effort a coup in search of a legal theory. So day night was just it was an incredible honor to be there. I was seated next to the likes of Olivia Troy, Officer Fanon, Officer Aguilar, Officer Dunn. Amazing. It was just absolutely breathtaking. Truly, I'm honored. I'm so lucky to have been able to be there. And I I should be able to be there on Tuesday for that hearing as well. Wonderful. I can't wait to hear more, especially from the bird's eye view. We're going to continue on with the House um, January 6th committee. The chair, Benny Thompson, on Thursday said the panel investigating the U.S. Capitol attack. They have sent a letter to who? Jenny Thomas, asking her to speak with them about her role in the effort to overturn the 2020 electoral results. And we're finding out her role was pretty massive. Now, Thomas, a conservative activist, I think that's ridiculous that that's what that's called anyway, and the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, appears open to speaking with the committee. Well, good telling conservative outlet The Daily Caller that she can't wait to clear up misconceptions. Really, Ginny? Oh. Ah, hmm. That's not what I meant in that email. Mm-hmm. And this mm. was a quote, I look forward to talking to them. She said that in an interview published Thursday. The panel's request follows revelations late Wednesday that the committee is in possession of email correspondence between Thomas and conservative attorney John Eastman, who's in a lot of fucking trouble, according to a source familiar with the committee. <laughs> I would love to know if she's on the pardon list at this point. Now, the source who spoke with CNN would not provide details on the email's contents or say if they were direct messages between the two or part of a larger group correspondence. A separate source said the emails were part of a tranche of messages provided to the committee after a federal judge ruled that Eastman's correspondence was pertinent to the committee's work investigating former President Donald and efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election in the months leading up to January 6th. Now, Thomas has received criticism over her political activism. Activism. Because she should. That's what makes me laugh. And involvement in efforts to push claims of voter fraud in 2020 presidential election. She previously admitted that she had attended the rally that preceded the violent attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, but she left 
Early. Of course she did, because all of her work was already done. Mm. Now, some progressives and some legal ethics experts see her activism as a conflict of interest for her husband. You think? No. I know. Now, Eastman on Thursday categorically denied that he had discussions with Thomas, which means he did, and her husband about, quote, any matters pending or likely to come before the court. Mm. Bullshit. Mm. He went on to say, we've never engaged in such discussions, would not engage in such discussions, and did not do so in December 2020 or any time else. That's what he wrote. Sir, we didn't ask about December 2020. He got real specific. (laughs) He's like, and I did not do that on December 7th, 2020 at 4.50 p.m. It didn't happen. (laughs) so that was a a letter he wrote in a post on his Substack. Mm. so apparently he's now just talking about all this stuff publicly which is great i absolutely did not stab that guy in the alley between first and fifth avenue on tuesday night at 10 p.m i absolutely didn't do that i did not i don't i have an alibi exactly where i was sir we hadn't asked you about that yet (laughs) he suggested that recently reported email he sent in December 2020 in which he stated that he understood there to be, quote, a heated fight underway at the Supreme Court had been prompted by a report from an outlet called Vision Times. Whatever. <laughs> I know. I do think he's the one that started spreading this, that there's, you know, trouble in the court, trouble in the capital. Yeah. Jenny leaked heated debates back in 2012 with the Affordable Care Act. She probably fucking leaked the Alito draft. And the heated Roberts debate about whether to keep Roe in place. And I'm sure she had nothing to do with uh, talking to the Vision Times about a heated fight underway at the Supreme Court with regards to the Electoral Count Act. I'm sure there wasn't. And Eastman is such a fine, upstanding citizen. I'm sure we can believe everything he's telling us. Yes. Now, Thompson on Thursday dismissed Justice Department complaints that the House Committee released all of its transcripts to help with the department's investigation, saying it would turn over transcripts to the department in due time. Well, that time's going to come up real fast. Yeah, in due time needs to be quick, because let's talk about that. The Justice Department on Thursday today revealed a deepening rift with the January 6th House Select Committee, accusing the panel of a failure to share its thousand witness transcripts. DOJ officials say those documents would aid the prosecution of people who breached the Capitol, including the leader of the Proud Boys. But, you know, the committee said, we'll narrow it down and tell us what you need. So why didn't the DOJ or did the DOJ say, "Okay, give us the Proud Boys transcripts because we need that shit for this trial? Quote, the select committee's failure to grant the department access to those transcripts complicates the department's ability to investigate and prosecute those who engaged in criminal conduct in relation to the January 6th attack on the Capitol. That's a DOJ in a letter Wednesday signed by General Kenneth Polite Jr. and Matthew Olson, as well as U.S. Attorney Matt Graves. Matt Graves is the guy who's bringing these seditious conspiracy charges against Oath Keepers and Proud Boys. Department of Justice officials said it was critical the panel provide prosecutors copy of the transcripts of all of its witness interviews. The letter was the latest reflection of escalating tensions between the House investigators and the Justice Department prosecutors in recent weeks. It marked the first time prosecutors directly and publicly accused the select committee of undermining efforts to impose criminal penalties on those responsible for storming the Capitol. So this is really, really strong language, Dana. You could fuck up our Proud Boy seditious conspiracy shit, bro. Hand over the shit. I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) Prosecutors agreed Thursday to delay a scheduled August trial of the leaders of the Proud Boys, citing prejudice that could be caused by the select committee's public hearings, which are ongoing for much of this month. The leaders are facing seditious conspiracy charges for their activities on January 6th. The proposed trial delay to December, backed by some defendants, would require the approval of the federal judge handling the case. Because, you know, you're putting off a, a trial for August, September, October, November for four months. And meanwhile, these guys are all in pretrial detention. They have a right to a speedy trial, but they also have a right 
to a trial far enough away from these hearings far, you know, time wise so that they don't prejudice the trial itself. Right. In addition to the transcript dispute, prosecutors are facing increasing complaints from defense attorneys that the January 6th panel releasing selected details of their investigation, including in currently ongoing public hearings, is unfair to their clients, as I just said. They are demanding access to all the records and have expressed concerns they might be abruptly made public right in the middle of a Proud Boys trial. And that's a legit concern oh boy. for for defense attorneys and for the prosecution. We've been talking endlessly about the committee hearings not fucking up the DOJ investigation and vice versa, although, you know, generally the other doesn't happen the other way. So anyway, that's what's going on there. We will see if the committee is amenable to handing over at least the transcripts that are required for discovery right. in the cases against the Proud Boys before trial. Well, hopefully they do. And AG, something else interesting from today, there was testimony that Rudy Giuliani privately acknowledged that Pence didn't have the authority to throw out electors or delay the hearing. And when asked for comment during a press conference today, Rudy was silent at first and then said, I probably shouldn't talk about that. Finally. Which is really rare to get Rudy to shut the fuck up. Finally, they realize they have the right to remain silent. Jesus, I know. He is a chatty one. Eastman had broken up his plan into two possible outcomes. The first, that Pence just throw out the electors in several states. And the second, that Pence just violate the law a little bit, a little bit more and delay the count for 10 days to give the states time to certify their fraudulent electors. Eastman and everyone in the Pence orbit and multiple lawyers for Donald told him on multiple occasions that it was illegal. They told Trump this, but he did it anyway. Now, it turns out, as you've uh, talked about before, A.G., Eastman emailed the Pence team, emailed them directly and pointed out that Pence had already violated the Electoral Count Act by not finishing the debate on Arizona within two hours. So the reason debate didn't conclude in Arizona within two hour time limit was because of the attack on the Capitol. It happened while fucking Ted Cruz stood up and was like, I object. Yeah. So Eastman, he said, quote, you already violated the law, so just do it one more time and delay the count. Are you kidding me? Presumably buying time for Trump and Eastman to pressure state legislatures to actually certify the fraudulent Trump electors because both knew that uncertified electors would be, quote, dead on arrival. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. This isn't just a smoking gun. The gun's on fire. Like there's a bullet coming out of it actively right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes me wonder if the violence on the Capitol wasn't a tool or in part a tool to force Pence to violate the Electoral Count Act by delaying some of the debate, you know? Right, that's a good question. Because that that violates the Electoral Count Act. And that's what Eastman said. He's like, hey, can you you just you violated it because Arizona didn't get finished in two hours. Yeah, because there was a fucking coup. On, there was an attack on the Capitol. And we, you know Rudy called Tuberville and said, you know, slow it down. Slow, slow down, you know? You guys are you guys are doing this too fast. So it seems like this was part of the plan to force Pence to violate the law so that it would be easier to get him to violate it further. That's what I think. It's so crazy to look at him and be like, he already broke the law. So why don't take it a little further? Ugh, he put it in a fucking email. I just I know what a dipshit. And then, Dumb shit. then he asks for the fucking pardon. Put me on that pardon <laughs> list, yo. You know, and Kushner's oh like, God. I was too busy dealing with pardons to um, to hear Cipollone whining. They played that clip again today to drive it home and maybe to get Cipollone to come forward and talk a little bit more than he's willing to do already. But, you know, he asked for a pardon and then he goes into the January 6th committee and they played a little clip of him pleading the fifth. Yeah. Fifth, 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 fifth. And he wasn't talking about whiskey. 
You know, so it, it's just it really drove the point home that this guy is a fucking criminal and he broke the law and he knew it and Trump knew it and they did it anyway. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll be there again on Tuesday. Everybody, we're going to be right back with the good news. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. My days have been so busy lately. As you can tell, it can be tough to make time for shopping, meal planning, prepping, cooking. This is why I started using Splendid Spoon. Splendid Spoon sends delicious plant-based meals and snacks right to your door. It's ready-to-eat food designed to fit into your busy schedule instead of taking time out of it. And I love that convenience. There's a meal plan for everyone, and every meal plan is customizable, so you get what you want every time. And every single meal is 100% plant-based, gluten-free, and GMO-free, so it's easy to be healthy. It's always made with plenty of vegetables, legumes, healthy fats, whole grains, and spices from all over the world. Beans. They've got plenty of smoothies, grain bowls, soup bowls, noodle bowls. They have a ton of stuff for you to discover. They have over 50 choices and a constantly rotating menu. There will always be new dishes to try. Plus, eating plant-based foods can come with a wealth of benefits, as you know. Improved energy, sleep, focus, digestion, and complexion. Uh, I had one of their smoothies this morning. I have one every day. I just tried their new pineapple passion fruit. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's packed with vitamin A for healthy skin support and high fiber and protein, which is great for your gut and uh, your muscle tone. It was delicious. So try Splendid Spoon today and take meal planning off your plate. Just go to SplendidSpoon.com slash Daily Beans for $50 off your first box when you subscribe to the Breakfast, Lunch, and Reset plan or the Breakfast, Lunch, Dinner, and Reset plan. That's SplendidSpoon.com slash Daily Beans for $50 off. Everyone, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, anything you want to send us, pod pet pics, uh, photos from Halloween, Santa photos, Easter bunny photos, any happy place pictures. Uh, if you don't have pets, you can send us adoptable pets in your area. I love those. So you can do that by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact and a little housekeeping. If you're a patron or a supercaster, don't listen to me here. You don't have to worry about anything. Your feed is great. But if you're listening to us on Apple and you're not a patron, you're going to want to go to apple.co slash beans. Make sure you're following the right and subscribe to the right Daily Beans because there's two floating around out there. They're identical. I don't know which is which, but one of them is going to get archived soon. And I don't want you to stop getting these in your feed. So again, that's apple.co slash beans, all lowercase, and follow and subscribe to that particular beans. All right. First up from Dr. Pronouns she and her. Is it just me or are Ivanka and Jared pulling a kind of reverse Pinocchio in which they're slowly turning from real people into dolls? <laughs> I'm so oh my God, that's funny. I'm so proud of all you do and grateful for the oasis of sanity and humor you provide. Here's Boudica, my six pound, roughly 14 year old warrior queen. Squirrels run and large dogs cross the street when she walks by. And she's the sweetest, most beguiling bundle of purrs I've ever met. And Nejum, ancient hieroglyphic pet cat name, uh, meaning pleasant or delightful. My totally not a belly trap shadow hunter. Also, be well all. Oh, oh, look, we're sitting so on the sweet. edge of the bathtub. Going. Her little tail's in the water. I didn't know cats like their tail in the water. She's, she's like, I'd rescue you from that horrible water, but I'm not going in. Love it. But she does have the little tail in the water. Oh, look yep. at the not belly trap. 
So cute. So cute. Thank you. All right. This is from Matt pronouncing him. Hi, Beans Queens. It's been a month and a half since I lost my Thor. I started volunteering at the shelter in Camarillo, California. Little Rocky has stolen my heart. We're not ready to adopt, but I've been working with him daily and sponsored his fees. Mm. He needs single pet, no kids or older kids house. He's so sweet when he warms up to you. He needs love and patience. Rocky's seven years old, 13 pounds, neutered, chihuahua, smooth coated mix. And is adorable. And so is Matt. Oh, look at these two. Oh, man, I'm sorry you can't keep that one. Oh, what a sweetheart. Man, oh, man. Both, both, dog and Matt. Thank you for sending that in. I love when folks send in adoptable pets. Next up from at Sassy Butterbeans on Twitter, pronouns she and her. Hi, Dr. AGDG, and shout out to Amy if she's listening. Longtime listener, second time writing in to the good news. I have a correction that was in a correction from a show aired on June 15th. When someone wrote in saying you had badmouthed New Mexico, which we found out was not the case, AG said the drive from Florida to California on the 8 was boring, but actually it's Interstate 10 that runs from L.A. to Jacksonville. Okay, sorry. Uh, there's a little You're just wrong all over the place, AG. <laughs> a little bit of the 8 when you, when you get to Arizona. I know, I'm just wrong everywhere. I did the drive once in 1990 when I was 19 to help get my best friend from college uh, get her car from L.A. to Tallahassee. And AG, you're correct. It's quite a boring drive. My good news is that I just found out that redistricting map in my city is most likely going to put me in the position to run for city commissioner. The city still has yet to release the new map, but I just saw the proposed map yesterday and I'm amped to run against someone who's been in office since 2000 because I want to get the word out about starting term limits at the local level. I've been a small business owner in Orlando since I was 24. I have renewed energy about staying in Florida now that I believe I'll be able to run for city council. It is tough living in Florida with the fascist little turd dumb Santis, but I will stay and fight the good fight and try to flip Florida blue in 22. For pet tax, a couple of photos of my cats. Claudine Petty Queen <laughs> is in the first pick, and she totally lives up to her name. And the second pick are Coltrane Zeppelin, rest in peace. That's awesome. And Aww. Bowie Jethro Sabretooth. <laughs> and these are amazing. The cats were total lovers when, when Coltrane passed away two years ago. Bowie sat at the window for over a month waiting for him to return. Oh. Ladies, thank you for all you do. And no people in Florida appreciate y'all. Look at these beautiful babies. <gasps> so sweet. Hugs with the tuxie. Oh, my goodness. Mm. I love that. Me too. All right. Thank you so much for that. And this one's from Anonymous, pronouncing him Morning Beans Crew. Kind of a humble brag from me today. I'm going to a lecture from Fiona Hill. Ooh, mm. in Dublin on Friday evening. Hell yes which I'm looking forward to, which is kind of good news. It's great news. All right. No pets, so I included holiday pics from this year's trips. My wife and I have been to Bordeaux, Paris, Marseille, Amsterdam, Brussels, and Bruges. Am I saying that right? Bruges? I don't know. Bruges? I don't know. We're looking at Rome, Tuscany, and Berlin in the next few months. I love Berlin. Okay, the picture you guys created with this is fantastic. Anonymous, the first shot with her behind this incredible jacket. Obviously, it's in glass, but it looks like she's wearing it. Nice job. (laughs) Oh, this is amazing. Look at that cobblestone street in Belgium. Okay, so Anonymous, if you get hear this, I have a work cruise that I'm going from Burgundy to Provence, and we have our last stop in Marseille, and I'm staying for two days on my own. And so if you get this and you want to write in with a couple of recommendations for Marseille, I would love to have them because I don't know what to do there. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's going to be fun, Dana. Yeah. 
It will be fun. Lots of wine. I need it. <laughs> Last up from Gail in Michigan. Got some good news today, but to tell the story, I'll be telling some not so good news first. Starting in January and continuing through this summer, we began dealing with my husband's adult autistic son, my stepson, and his battle with cancer. It started as testicular cancer, but metastasized to his lungs. He seemed to be doing okay with the chemo, but due to his autism, communication has made it a challenge to really know. How can this possibly get into good news? During today's chemo session, my husband overheard a conversation that will brighten your day as it did mine. Two men discussing recent headlines, and one remarked how he has been a solid Trump supporter all along. I don't have the exact words, but he continued by saying after what he's heard so far from the hearings, he is done with Trump. So if you're keeping tabs, at least one soul has been saved. Insert happy dance here. For pod pet tax, I submit Cruiser. We think he's a collie foxhound mix, but as a rescue, who knows? Oh, he's beautiful, though. Gail, what you're going through is so hard, and I'm sending so much love to you. Look at this beautiful color. Look at this, like red merle and blue merle mixed together. There's some beautiful dogs. Looks so soft. That is beautiful. Mm. Thank you for that, Gail. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I've been hearing a lot um, about folks, you know, who aren't as steeped in the news watching these hearings and just being kind of taken aback by what they're learning. So I'm glad. I'm glad to hear this as well. Thank you for that. And thanks to everyone for submitting your good news. Dana, do you have any final thoughts before we get out? I do. I do. I don't know if anyone listening happens to be in like California, Southern California, either LA, Thousand Oaks, or like Westlake area. If you do, there's this place. It's called Newberry Candy. And I wouldn't normally do this because they're not a sponsor of the show, but AG, you'll understand why. They put up pride flags. They put up pride flags on their store. They're very proud for Pride Month. I don't know if the owner's gay or not. Well, they had a regular who'd been there several times who was apparently very kind stand in front, yell at them, basically like, what the fuck is this? You guys are freaks. I'm never coming here again. I'm never coming in the store. So what did I do today? I went by Newberry Candy and I bought some things. And if you happen to be in the area, I suggest you do the same and tell them that you just want to support them in their support of the LGBTQ community because I don't know if they're allies or if they're involved, but they are standing strong. Their pride flags are still up and it's absolutely beautiful. So if you're in that area, it's Newberry Candy. It's on Thousand Oaks Boulevard. Just go in and say hi and buy some toffee because it's really good. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And yeah, and say, yeah, this is for, um, this is to counter. I, I hope that whoever that person was, they aren't listening to the beans. But I hope whoever it no. is learns that there's going to be a great big surge of business at Newberry Candy and it's all because of her hate. So, uh, F Absolutely. that Absolutely. It, it was a man. It was oh. a man. Yep. Why yeah. did I think? F it, that dude. Mm, F that dude. Should, F that dude. I guess I was just trying yeah. to be, you know, magnanimous. I'll never do that I again. I know. Anyway, so I wouldn't normally do that, <laughs> but this feels important to me. I went in today and she was lovely. She was in the store when it happened and she was so taken aback. So I think she could use a little bit of love seeing that there's better people out there than the guy that had his response. Ugh, what do, and that's just weird, too. Like, yep, it's a candy store. Yeah. Show the fuck order out. online. I don't know. Tell them d- d- that we sent them that you saw their Facebook post. It's been shared far and wide, which is wonderful. And it's not the most liberal area, which is really nice. Oh, no, so. yeah, that's not. There's a lot of Trumpers there. Westlake. Yep. So it's nice to it'll be nice for them to have the support. Anyway, that's my final thought. And I just love you all. And thanks for letting me plug that, AG. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I was just in Westlake. It's very beautiful there. Yes. All right, everybody. I'll be back. Oh, it's Friday. Okay. So it's the weekend. So I'll be back Sunday with Muller, She Wrote, in the book club. Uh, This, you know, we're doing uh, Allow Me to Retort by Ellie Mistal, which is just an amazing book. Get it now if you don't have it. 
And then, of course, we'll be back uh, Monday uh, for the beans. Yeah. So until then. I sure will. Until then, everybody, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health and vote blue over Q. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>